Welcome to the Eater Upsell, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is Amanda Clute, the editor-in-chief of Eater. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Daniel Janine. Hi, Daniel. Hey, um, you know what day it is. I do. Can you tell our listeners? Yeah, listeners, it's Jada Day. Jada Day. What do you think people need to know about Jada and this interview before going in? Okay, so many of our listeners probably know who Jada De Laurentiis is. Yeah. They know that she has been on the Food Network for a very long time, that she has a bunch of cookbooks. She's like a Food Network OG. Food Network OG. I think what's really interesting, especially as a restaurant obsessive, is her trajectory into restaurants. Yeah. Like she now has two operations in Las Vegas and is soon opening another one in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how she got into it given her fame yeah. and her credibility and why she didn't go to New York or LA first and and also how wildly successful it's been. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, you you probably know more about Jada than anybody except Jada because you did so much good research. <laughs> I think what's interesting about her and maybe it's something that people wouldn't think about is the amount she cares about the quality of her restaurants because mm-hmm. they seem like, you know, they're giant or, or it's the big one is giant. It's in Vegas. Um, it's right on the strip. Mm-hmm. People might just think, oh, another TV chef in Vegas. But she has fought her whole career to prove to people that she's an actual cook, an actual chef. Right. And yeah, that seems to be a theme of her career is people not taking her seriously yeah. enough and her trying to fight against it. She really went to culinary school. Like she really worked in some restaurants. Mm-hmm. And this was her first public opportunity for people to try her food. It's cool to hear the lengths she goes to to maintain the quality there, how much time she spends on it, and what she sees as the future of her career. Plus, we have a lot of fun. Yep. If you liked the episode today, I have one request. Send it to another Jada fan or uh, someone you think could be a future Jada fan, and then talk. uh, No, no, one request. That's it. Send it to someone. Jada De Laurentiis. Welcome to the upsell. Oh, is that what this is called? It's called the Eater Upsell. <laughs> oh, the Eater Upsell. As a restaurant Ouch. person, you, oh, okay. you know. You're here to promote your cookbook, Jada's Italy. Yes. Uh, but first, we want to get into your background for the audience members who might not know your whole story. They probably know you from TV or from your cookbooks, but they not might not know everything about you. Well, should uh, we just keep it that instead way? Instead of having you do it because you've been on a long book tour, Dan's going to give it oh, a great. shot. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, yeah Dan's going to give it a shot, and you're going to correct him when mm-hmm. he screws up. Oh, wow. Okay. No notes. <laughs> Ready yeah. for this? Oh, close the computer then. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Because you're totally. It- <laughs> you're not, you're yeah, I'm you're not look, looking. You're looking. Cheat. Cheat. Oh my God. All right, okay, it's all around. All right. All right. No notes for the whole. Okay. Yeah, no just, notes for the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole, did you, did you prepare this or not? I did my homework. I have no notes. All right, go for it. Let's go. <laughs> do it. Come on, Dad. Do my bio. All right. <laughs> Jada De Laurentiis was born in Italy, moved to America when she was seven years old. Graduated USC Anthropology. UCLA. UCLA. I'm definitely a okay. Bruin okay. and All not right. a Trojan. All right. UCLA. Wow. Okay. Strike my, one. My, my peeps would be sad about that. But Which, that's so close. You live in New York. You yeah. probably don't know the difference. But when you live yeah, UCLA, in Los USC, Angeles, yeah, for, us, for us, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that one actually filled in recently. so I was, That's fine. Yeah. Um, I went to college. There yeah. you have it. I went, yeah, to, went college. to college. Graduated college. Yes. Then 97. Oh, wow. You're actually doing dates. Yeah, yeah. Hitting some dates. 97. Uh, went off to Le Cordon Bleu to do culinary school in Paris. Um, lived on your own for the first time. Ever. Ever. Away from my lovely family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really funny story about that. You'd never, I feel for you on this, you'd never like done your own laundry and then you had to like <laughs> <laughs> Well, as a nice Jewish boy, you've probably never done your own laundry either. 
that true? Is that true? I have done my own laundry. How many times? <laughs> I have a feeling Dan has not done his own laundry yeah. very often. You send it out now? now that you're well, I live in a building with a thing downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So you, you, you understand to... me. I can't. So I went to culinary school. Where? And, where? Uh, here. At, uh, here, like where? French Culinary oh, Institute. Yeah. Okay. And like Bobby Flay. Like me and Bobby, yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the idea of like having to... <laughs> When the, when you said you had to iron your own whites, I was like, Fuck, because I, couldn't, I was I couldn't in, do that because I was I, in Paris yeah. and they expected it. And you wow. have to remember, I went to school six days a week. Mm-hmm. I had Sundays off. It's, it was six days a week. Six freaking days mm-hmm. a week, oh all God. day, Were you every day. Required to go to church on Sunday or something? And no church, but guess what? My church was <laughs> yeah. the laundromat because oh, there was nothing in my ho- in my not my hotel, my apartment, and yeah. I would lug all my sacks of stinky, dirty mm-hmm. chef clothes. That reeked and, they're and reeked. And Lobster. they're gross. They're disgusting. Lobster. There's stuff all over them. And I would just sit there and at times I'd go get a glass of wine with my friends while they were – because we all, all do it together. But they required that things were pressed in those days. So I had to learn how to of course. my clothes. Uh, I burned shirts. Yeah, that's how you know. I like, did so many bad things. Honestly, I knew culinary school was kind of falling apart because like I would show up and my shit was like crazy wrinkly and stuff and they'd be like – it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, for you, you know? but in, when the, in Paris, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. You, they would just kick you out, right? And then you would fall behind, and and they would ridicule you yeah. to wow. no end, like ridicule you so badly that you're in tears. So you're like, I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. I don't want to go through this. But that, but that first couple times you were like ironing yourself, that must have been that must have been shitty. That must Dude, have... I lost. Uh, you already know I'm a little person. Uh-huh. I lost ten pounds. Because I was stress? stressed. Oh I couldn't God. eat, sleep. I was so, I didn't speak French. The classes were in French. I don't oh know what God. I was yeah. thinking. At the whole time, I'm like. You threw yourself in. What was I thinking in this life? <laughs> because I am not that person. I don't take those kind of risks. But I think I just, I always wanted to go to culinary school. My parents, and I'm the first in my family to go to college. And my parents were like, you can't possibly know what you want to do. So mm-hmm. why don't you buy yourself some time? And I paid for my own college. I paid to go to UCLA, probably why I went to UCLA and not USC. <laughs> and I and then I said, I want to go to culinary school. And they finally were like, okay, fine. So I went over there and I just, I thought I Aunt to Rapa paid for culinary school. Well, no, this is, well, culinary school, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, for, for, college, college, for college, I paid right, for right, it, okay. yeah. But my Aunt right. Raffi only paid for it because I asked my mom. My mom said no, and then uh, my Aunt Raffi's like, I'll pay for it. And then my mom's like, no, I'll pay for it. <laughs> so it just, it gets a little, but no, I paid for college. I paid for UCLA myself. Did they not care about you going to college? No. Or, yeah. well, no, because I'm a girl. I come from a large Italian family. They only care about boys. (laughs) The girls are supposed to get married and have children. They're not. But you have to remember, this is a while ago. My family is very classic and, you know, traditional Mm -hmm. Italian. It is not something that's a bad thing. It's just the way our culture was. Mm -hmm. It has changed. Definitely has Mm -hmm. changed since then. Go ahead. Keep going. After Paris. Right. What happens after Paris? After Paris, uh, you came back. You worked at Spago and the Ritz. I worked at the Ritz for a French chef, yes. How long? Uh, I don't know these things. Two and a half years. Two and a half years at the Ritz. Yeah, I've cutting and basically cutting my fingers open from opening lobsters because I was doing oh, the Amish bouche every. Yeah. And um, and then I wanted to do pastries, which is originally why I ever got right. into this field in the first place because yeah. I love. Dan was so lovely to bring me the uh, most popular chocolate chip and double chocolate chip cookies in New York City, in which Manhattan. I've already in Manhattan. It's yeah. a difference. New York City, Manhattan isn't the same. Well, no, no boroughs included. In oh, this, no boroughs yeah. included. Yeah. I apologize. I'm really not from New York, sure. so yeah. you're right. I forgot about that. Okay, so anyway, in Manhattan, I've already nibbled on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love sugar. Nibble, do you like nibbled on them because you felt like you should, or, or were you like, did you want to nibble on them? Well, if you put a cookie in front of me, 
I will probably eat it. You got to try it. I try desperately not to put myself in positions where there are cookies staring at me 24-7. But when they're in front of me, it's very difficult for me to say no. Next book, eat or upsell. (laughs) (laughs) Off the list. Okay. So, yes. So I did that. And then I went to work for uh, at Spago for Wolfgang Puck because I really wanted to work uh, in pastry. And Sherry Yard was his and had been his longtime Mm -hmm. pastry chef. Famous, famous, famous for... So many things on top of the Oscars. And um, so I did that for a while. How long and were you there? that was tough. Uh, I was there for like not long. A year and change. But still something though. Oh my God, yeah. Like well, even two and a half years thing, at the Ritz guys, and then kitchen? a year and a half. That's like, so the you did. The problem is, is there's no money. Of course. And my family was like, okay, you're making $5 an hour. Right. You're working seven days a week, right. 15 hours a day. Right. You need to start making money because at this point, you know, I'm knocking closer to 30s my 30s and my parents were like we're not doing this anymore mm-hmm. but you need to get a life and mm-hmm. you need to get you, support you have yourself. to start supporting yourself okay but I have a question mm-hmm. so a lot of the time you, you know you always talk about how you catch you catch shit for like TV chef and everything you, mm-hmm. but f- almost four years in real deal kitchens like, that's a lot why why isn't you like why don't you why aren't you like I worked four years in real kitchens like why isn't that the first thing uh, but you have to remember people only knew me mm-hmm. through television first. Of course. Right? Okay? But that's know. still like a legitimate It is, training. but look at me. I've been fighting this look my entire career. Right. Because I don't look the part and they don't believe that I've done it even if I, though I say I've done it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I've stopped, I've stopped sort of um, forcing it down everybody's throat and decided that the best route in this life was to just continue doing what I do continue delivering great recipes, continue delivering the kind of shows I want to make. And hopefully there's an audience for it and sort of trying to break down those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Will I spend the rest of my career doing it? Absolutely. But that's 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 the goal. I mean, that's just my that's my journey. It's mm-hmm. not everybody's, but mm-hmm. it's mine. And at first I was bitter about it and angry about it that I just was like so unfair. Why is it that just certain people that look a certain way can be legit? I mean, how many times have you heard someone say, or they say to me all the time, can't really trust a skinny chef, can you? <laughs> so I stopped like trying to fight it and just say, okay, fair enough. Try my recipes. Watch, See if you like them. If they work for you and you feel good doing them and you fall in love with them, then let's have a bigger conversation. And over time, I mean, it's taking me 15 years, right. but over time, I knew it would be a long, I knew it. it I knew it would take me a long, respect. yeah. And was this from the media or the public or the chef community or you think it's all a mixture? Every, everybody. Everybody. There were certain people who didn't do that to me, but for the, the majority of them, yes. And people kept saying to me, my friends, you know, my, my chef friends would say, who cares what people think? I'm like, well, my whole, my whole career is based yeah, on right. it, so right. I kind of care. But, and, and finding my own, my own niche, you know, not trying to be Mario Batali, who was the big Italian chef at the time and a mentor to me for a long time, um, and trying to find my own path. Mm-hmm. How do I find my own path that makes sense for me? Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue with the bio. Go ahead, because this is great. Yeah. You started doing some catering. Because I, I, I had to make money. Because mm-hmm. you had to make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, I did catering, and I also did food styling. <clears throat> I was getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Was it there. was simultaneous. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Catering, food styling, uh, the, the famous food and wine article. 
about the food your family eats. Well, I don't even remember. What was it about? It was the food. Your- <laughs> yeah. So this is the deal. So I was doing, yes, I was doing catering, private chefing, which is huge right. in L.A. Mm-hmm. And actually a big moneymaker. Um, and I was also doing some food styling. Right. And I had a friend who I was assisting at the time. Um, and I would do Martha Stewart shoots. I would just assist her on also craft, all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And I really liked it. I thought, this is very creative. It's it's very artistic, the way that I loved going to culinary school in Paris, right? Because it wasn't like breaking down lobsters every day. And, right, it was right. and you're still working chicken. in food. Because you have to remember, paid. private chefing, you're doing the same stuff mm-hmm. every day. So anyhow, uh, yeah, so 9-11, which is a huge turning point for my mm-hmm. career, which every time I bring it up, people look at me like, oh, no. Yes, 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And that was September, obviously. And then in January, Food & Wine magazine said, we want to do basically a, an issue on chefs and their family food. Okay, because everybody started to realize everybody wants to stay home. Right. So how do we get mm-hmm. from chef to cooking at home? Okay. So Food & Wine um, asked me. They now I was in the circle of people they knew. Because of styling. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I just made friends. You know, right. you're on those sets. But also my grandfather – being a legendary movie producer, was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Oscars that year. So they wanted to put Good both enough. of so those together, right? So yeah. that I stood out as something, because they had four or five people, mm-hmm. so that I could find my own little space, right? So I'd be different. So I was like, oh my God, I hit the jackpot. This is going to be amazing. So we did it. I got my family together. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote some recipes, very simple, pizza, just the traditional. And it came out. And that is where Food Network comes in. Okay. And I'm giving <laughs> it to you, Back to you, Dan. Back to you, Dan. So was it... So the, the story is that it was it Bob Tushman? It's Bob Tushman. Bob Tushman. Nice. Yeah, finally gets a name. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yes. Uh, Bob Tushman called you, and it took him a year of convincing you to get on the Food Network because at the time it took him a year to convince me to put myself on tape. I didn't just go oh, from that to oh, Food wow. Network. Right, okay. Uh uh-uh. uh You have to do a tape. Right. A, a so you didn't reel. even want to audition or do anything. No, because I I come from a movie family. Right. I was like. What is Let what is Food it. Network? First of all, for, Food Network wasn't what it is today. Okay, right, guys, there were like yeah. three people on it: Emerald being one, Bobby maybe being the other, and uh, I can't remember her name. The little Sarah Moulton. Yes, yeah, very good, Sarah Moulton. Mm-hmm. Three people. I mean, there were there were more, but and so I was like, no, this has got to be like, a prank. I'm not doing <laughs> this. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So go ahead. Yeah, you, you know, you're a little embarrassed. You didn't want your family to see. Yes, no, yeah. it was embarrassing. I didn't want to do it. Took him about a year, finally. Uh, How did he convince you? He just called just about every other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> and would not let it go. And your brother. And told me, yeah. yeah. And then I talked to my brother, who was in the business. Right. Uh, and he was like, I'll just shoot it. We'll make it really easy. I'll have mm-hmm. my friend edit it. Because obviously, being in that business, mm-hmm. we have a lot of friends. He's like, nobody needs to know. And Bob Tushman kept saying, <laughs> nobody, nobody needs, needs to know. To know. Wait, wait, just what? send it in, <laughs> yeah. and we'll go from there. That was his big line. Yeah, eh? and I'll, yeah, no one needs to know. Our my brother, too. That you're auditioning yeah. But my brother, too, was like, nobody needs to know. Let's just <laughs> get this thing over there. It's bothering you. He's harassing you. Like, just do right. it. Yeah. So we did it. Yep. Uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. Everyday Italian came out mm-hmm. uh so you nailed the tape and he convinced nailed the tape, you but she didn't like the first season i nailed the tape because i made like a professional tape right. i wasn't the, just was like, like yeah. on a on a dv credits. i had music yeah. i had yeah. an open <laughs> i had an open i had i had it all like there was a whole open scenes of me and the farmers like mm. I, look, I mean it was all choreographed right. so and i think for him he was like bob was like holy cow i've yeah. never gotten Here's anything like show. this ever the show is already alive right 
Good. Yeah. So first season comes out, she wasn't, she didn't love it. Hated it. Yeah. I used, to, I cooked like this. Yeah. With my back to the camera, yeah. and they kept saying, "Tell us Sideways family stories." Cooking. I was like, "I'm not telling you anything about myself. Why wow. should I share Have my family ever... with you?" <laughs> yes, it was very difficult. I hated yeah. the first season. Hated it. And, and what then... changed? The second and the third season when they f- made me do it. <laughs> but her brother followed her around yeah. uh, and just recorded everything. Everything. Like, you know how reality TV is now? The Kardashians mm-hmm. and all that? Mm-hmm. That's what my brother did. Wow. Everywhere. But people would say, you can't Jada come in here like that. The original you can't Kardashian. do that. But that's what he did. He's yeah. like, I'm going to follow you around for a month in the summer and we're going to practice. And you're going to look at me and you're going to talk about every single wow. thought that comes through. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that camera off of your face. I was so irritated I, mm-hmm. we, we fought like like crazy but in the end it was good training. I got comfortable and it worked everywhere like malls restaurants everywhere that they would let us shoot and even if they wouldn't let us shoot my brother two, would was this a two like camera this. shoot <laughs> <laughs> no anyways yes go on Dan then what happens well I mean and then and then and then everything just uh, happens yeah yeah and then all the shows nine books. <laughs> the ninth being Jada's Italy. Jada's Italy, ninth book. Mm-hmm. Jada entertains, Jada at home, uh, Jada in Italy. Cooking shows, travel shows, yeah. and your latest show is about Italy. Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah, I have my Jada Italy shows, I have my Jada entertains, Jada's holiday handbook. There's been a million shows over the years. Uh, and then my Food Network star, I, mm-hmm. I do, you know, yeah. I do a lot of, a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. But the stuff that sticks... The Italy shows really, really, sort of, uh, I think, hit home with a lot of people. On this mm-hmm. tour, I've had a lot of people say to me, "When are you going to do those again?" I said, "As soon as I can convince Food Network, it's a good idea to do <laughs> them me again." Back there. Yes. Well, it costs a lot more to make, I'm assuming, right? No, no. I actually, we actually charge them the same amount as doing the regular shows. Oh, wow. My shows aren't cheap. I'm not going to lie; <laughs> they're they're expensive, but um, but I think they're worth it. Yeah, and I think when you have a, a good TV channel, you need to have sort of. A variety of different programming, and that mm-hmm. means shooting them differently. They're all going to cost a little different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. And know. then the and restaurant. The, oh, of course, 2014 Las Vegas. Yes. So I have Jada Vegas at the Cromwell, which is fine dining Italian. Then I just opened um, about a month ago. Baltimore. Uh, nope. Oh, the in, in Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Palace yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that was just like, oh. Um, yes, Pronto by Jada, which is a quick serve. But Caesar's Palace, for me, I know you, you're not that excited about it, but you have to understand, there oh, no, are no, no just, men at Caesar's Palace. I'm like, thrilled about Caesar's Palace. I am Palace. the first female <laughs> in that excited. space. I'm not excited about Caesar's Palace. Well, and on the strip just, in general, are there well, that many women? Well, on the strip in general, there are like three of us, yes. Border uh, Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Border Girl. Yeah. Susan Feniger, mm-hmm. Mary Sue Milliken. Um... But and, and those ladies have been there for a while, in all fairness. They have been there for mm-hmm. longer than I have been there. Um, but the thing is, so there's this photo when you get into Vegas mm-hmm. that they've always run, and it's all the men of Caesar's Palace. Well, the girls aren't in it because they're in the mall part, right? So technically, that is a sublet. So they don't put them as part <laughs> of the faces. Oh, the men of Caesar's Palace. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I used to say to myself, I'm going to crack that man. They're going to stick my face right in the middle of that. And now <laughs> and they did. we will just do that. Yes. In a yeah. couple of weeks, we will do that shot. I love that. And I thought that to me, that's really what I wanted. I, I just wanted to crack that. You know, yeah. just sort of just sort of start having some women represented in that town. There's yes, like you should. There's like 50 or more chefs in that town, mm-hmm. which, you know, 99.9% of them are all men. It's time. Why did you pick Vegas for your first restaurant? Um, well, I always say that I didn't pick Vegas. Vegas picked me. Fair. But um, the space was phenomenal. 
to have my name on the strip in the most um, the most popular corner in Las Vegas, probably in the world, the most traffic, um, and having it next to the iconic flamingo because it's Jada and then the flamingo because we're right next <laughs> to mm-hmm. each other in lights. And it was a two-floor parking garage. So I got to build out a 275-seat uh, restaurant Giant. from scratch. It is unheard of in Las Vegas. No one else has windows. And seven windows that open onto the strip with the Bellagio fountains wow. as your view. Thank you, Steve Wynn, <laughs> um, for the free view. So this <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah. I've said it to him. Um, there, it's unheard of. It's, 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 it's an opportunity in this life that if I had passed it up, I probably would never have forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of us in the running. And it's a boutique hotel, 188 rooms. So there's less rooms than there are <laughs> seats wow. in, the, in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I thought it really works within my brand. And truly, Las Vegas is the only place I thought I could start a restaurant business because I'm on television. So where else am I going to be taken seriously? Not in New York. Right. Not in L.A., right? So it's entertainment and food. But that's what I do. That's mm-hmm. how everybody knows me, entertainment and food, and that's my family history. So I thought, no better place than Las Vegas. If I can make it in Las Vegas, I have a chance in other places. If I fail in Las Vegas, then I know that part is not for me. And so, you do crazy business there. Yeah. Yes. Especially for an Italian restaurant, which usually doesn't do crazy business. Right. And do you think now that you've proven yourself in that way, you could go to somewhere like L.A.? No. I'd rather do Baltimore first. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited. We're going to take the train. It's yeah. Great. So Baltimore yeah, opens. Um, well, we soft open May 1st, but the real opening is May 16th. GDL. GDL Italian. Instead of an ad this week, Bobby Flay is calling in to talk about one of our favorite charities, Wellness in the Schools. Hello? Hi, Bobby. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. So instead of an ad today on the show, we are going to talk a little bit about wellness in the schools. Can you explain okay. what the charity is? You know, one in um, every three kids in the U.S. is overweight at some level. And um, to me, it's, it's really about awareness, you know, getting kids um, to understand how to eat better um, and to really understand where their food is coming from. And, uh, you know, Bill Teleband called me and uh, asked if I would participate in this. And, you know, being a New York City kid my whole life, um, I think I still am a New York City kid. Um, you know, I, um, of course, I said yes. And, Bobby, there's a gala coming up soon, right? The gala's coming up on April 17th. Uh, lots of great New York City chefs, um, including Bill Telepan, who's sort of leading the way here. That's awesome. So if our listeners want to support Wellness in the Schools, they can buy tickets at wellnessintheschools.org. Uh, Bobby Flay and a bunch of other fun people will be there hosting. Will you be, uh, you'll be shaking hands and yeah. meeting the crowd? Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll be doing some cooking. We'll be shaking some hands. And uh, obviously, it's really such an important um, charity because, let's face it, as, as food has become so important in this country, um, over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years, um, thanks to people like you. I mean, it's uh, the awareness really starts with our kids. And if they start eating better as children, they're going to they're gonna eat better as adults. And then they're going to make their kids eat better and on and on and on. So it's really, in some ways, as chefs, we're kind of paying it forward. And we're starting with, uh, with our younger people. And now, back to Jada De Laurentiis. You said that you didn't really feel respected until Vegas started hitting. Like well, not when it opened, because when it opened, was it not? Was it? Did, was it? Did it stumble out of the gate? What was? No, what? no, it was great out of the gate. Yeah. I think um, when I signed 
a deal is when a lot of the chefs there were oh. like, what is going mm. on? How did, especially because so I never really had a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I'd never had a restaurant before, mm-hmm. ever. So most of these people, most of these chefs were like, how is it possible that she goes from television mm-hmm. to a humongous space on the strip and she's on the strip, meaning she's not in the casino somewhere. Right, she's like right there. And I think everybody thought like, she's gonna for sure fail. This is can't be, not everybody, but, a majority of the people. And I think that when I signed that deal. Would they that say that deal, to your face or you just heard rumors? No, nobody's yeah. going to say Well, maybe some of them said it to mm-hmm. my face. Uh, like, but, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> are you sure this is the right move? Are you nervous? But yes. even people are not in the field. Yeah. <laughs> even people not in the field would ask other friends of mine, like, is she really making the right choice? Mm. But, you know, sink or swim. You have to, at some point, you got to jump. So, uh, yeah. And then when I started doing crazy business, then people really... Then I got. Then I was legitimized across the board. But you also have to remember, Las Vegas is an international city in a way that, I mean, New York is too, but not in that concentrated way, right? right? They go to a concentrated area. New York is spread out, mm-hmm. yeah. so we have people from all over the world. Some of them didn't know who I was, and now they do. So for me, it launches my business on a bigger platform, and you know, for me, that's that's important. I would like to grow now outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. With restaurants or, or other? Well, I think that it probably restaurants would be first. Food Network is in 90 countries, but they're not real strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that we've been bought by Discovery, that's going to all change. And we will grow with, you know, outside the U.S. a lot. And I think my whole business is based now on getting bigger outside the U.S. Because I feel like I can still do what I'm doing now, but I've sort of hit the, right. the yeah. ceiling a bit. Was there a call from Caesars where they were like, your restaurant's killing it. Like, what, what, how did that look? Yes. <laughs> There's one man at Caesars Palace who had been after me for a long time. His name is Tom Jenkins. He yeah. runs uh, Caesars Entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, liked by some and not by others. Really? And I mean, he came after me for years. And he kept wow. saying, I know you can do this here. And I kept thinking, have you done your research? Because I just don't know. There's no women. And I just don't. And no he had, it's, he's know. like the Bob Tushman. Yeah. He's yeah. like the Bob Tushman. Just keep keep going. There keep have calling. been people in my life that come out from nowhere who have this unbelievable faith in my abilities that I do not have. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of times not within my own family. They're outside <laughs> forces. Want you to go it's college. really weird. And, but it, it, it is what it is. And he was the Bob Tushman, but of Caesar's Palace. Right. And I say all the time, I owe it to him because he came after me long and hard and was persistent like Bob Tushman was until he cracked me. He gave me the best spot I could possibly ever want. And he has helped me build an empire after that. And, you know, because Baltimore is still Caesar's Palace, believe it or not. Mm, they own no. the Horseshoe Casino. Uh, so smart. it... You know, that's that's how this is working. And I owe it to him the way I owe it to Bob Tushman. So when it opened, like, what were you talking to him for a couple of days every day? Oh, yeah. Well, I spent a year and a half, like, just there glued to everybody there. Yeah. 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 And at the time, my my now ex-husband at the time, he was helping me do all the design because he was right. uh, he was a clothing designer. So he was helping me set all that up. So we were in content, con- constant contact with everybody. I mean, you know, um, it's it's been a long journey. Trust me, it has not been necessarily an easy journey. I had mm-hmm. a lot to learn that I didn't know before, but it has been um, a really incredible experience that I wouldn't even if it all ended tomorrow, I would not change it for anything. Here in New York and LA, you have 
um, restaurant critics who are going to restaurants as soon as they open in Vegas. Is there a similar situation where there? Wh- well, I had was, the New York the press. Well, I had New York. I saw uh, it. P. Uh, Wells went. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was not pretty. I spent two days bawling my eyes out. Oh my he God. went like a month after I opened, mm-hmm. and of course he ripped it to shreds. It's also his only Las Vegas mention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is, which is why you understand I don't open a restaurant anywhere other than in this casino so because I'm not ready for that. I was so traumatic. Like, you think he saw you as a target? Of course. And I don't blame him. He was like, oh, I don't, Guy Fieri, huge like traffic will, 2012. Yeah. No, it did well for him. Why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he ultimately closed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're after us. It's fine. It is what it is. It's part of who we are. We open ourselves up to those uh, critics, but I I feel like I have my iconic dishes. My restaurant does really well. I do my best to deliver mm-hmm. great service and great food, and that is the job that I have. And I will tell you that I was immensely upset. Like it really killed me for a while. But what about the local press? Did they? The local press is great. They're great. They're fantastic. They're, they're fans. You know, they, they love it. Well, yeah, but they also they have a story to tell that's right. different from other stories. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always looking for a different story, are we not? Yeah. Anytime you guys interview someone, you want to know something that that person hasn't told anyone else. And mm-hmm. and I think for me, the story is this little Italian girl who, uh, you know, was able to conquer the strip. And she's one of the first females to be able to do it in such a big splash in a big way. And I think for them, it's a great Las Vegas story. It, it just is. And so, yeah, they're good to me. Were your Food Network friends supportive? I don't know if, like, if the Food Network crew is actually you, a team. You mean, like, chef friends? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think one of the people that helped me the most, especially to get through the negotiations with Caesars, was Bobby Flay, who had already had a restaurant there for, for at the time, 10 years. Mm-hmm. He knew the ins and outs, and he helped me a lot. So he could a tell lot, me what lot. to avoid. He and... told me what to avoid. He told me what to what to mm-hmm. look for that were sort of, you know, stumbling blocks in the contract. He told me he told me all of that stuff. He helped me immensely. Um, and Mari Batali. Yeah, he was helpful. Yeah. He was. You mentioned that he was a mentor to you. Has it been hard over the last few months? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, I keep saying to people, it's it's time, but it's also really sad. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not have those exact experiences with him. Um, but I, I don't know that, you know, it doesn't come as a huge shock. Anybody who's ever hung out with Mario knows right. he's he's a very charismatic person and. You know, we drink too much and sometimes, you know, uh, whatever. I'm not legitimizing it by Mm -hmm. any means. I mean, I I know I've been through my own issues, you know, in this business. And I think any woman in any business goes through stuff. Um, It's just sad, you know. It's time, but it's also sad. It's a combo, and I think we all feel both, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we, we, we... we as women need to help each other more and we need to kind of stick up for ourselves. And I think that um, we need to change our culture and the children need to learn to just respect human beings. Mm-hmm. No matter what what you look like, who you are, male or female, we just need to be respectful. You know, someone says they don't want to do something, they don't want to do it, period. Let's just, just be nice to each other. Um, but yeah, it's it's, you know. Do you think your success on the strip will pave the way for more women entrepreneurs? There? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I mean, I can't remember her name. Um, she does uh, Garcia. Uh, what's her first name? Anyway, she opened about a year ago in the Venetian, um, and I think she's doing okay. So, Lorena Garcia. Lorena yeah, Garcia. Lorena. Yeah, she opened about a year ago. So I feel like 
it's it's going to slowly move in that mm-hmm. way. But you know, if you ask the people who run these big casinos, they're like, well, yeah, like, but who has a big enough name and brand mm-hmm. who will actually draw people right. in off the strip? Off the strip. Who is it? Like, if yeah. you know somebody, tell us. And that is the other thing is there aren't many women who have been able to kind of break through right. that. And they're afraid to take risks on women well, because yeah. they just assume that they're not going to bring in the clientele. Yeah, it's true. You I know? can't wait for your plaque hanging ceremony. <laughs> you <laughs> want that photo? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. We got a sense of it. I know. It's fun. It's, it's – um... Is there is, – are you are you ever hanging out with like the, I don't know, the other – successful Vegas restaurateurs and you just have like some big smirk like yeah my place is killing it. Yeah I mean listen I you know I went to obviously I went to Paris for school so when Guy Savoie comes into my restaurant yeah. and Oof. tells me how much he enjoys my pasta and all that's I'm, good and you're tr- I'm like drooling I'm <laughs> drooling I mean it's just I feel like the first time he came in and told me how fantastic my food was as well as Thomas Keller and I, I just thought that's it I can die now mm-hmm. my, my job on this planet has been done I have completely been fulfilled that doesn't work for everybody, but for someone like myself, it legitimizes me. The fact that they they recognize me and mm-hmm. they actually enjoy my food and they come into my mm-hmm. restaurant, which is, you know, yeah, they don't do very often. I don't know. It's it's really it's fantastic. You feel like you've really made a sort of a mark. Are you still sending people in to yes undercover all the time? Yeah, I go undercover. Really? Yes. What do you? Do you wear a disguise? Mystery shopping? I do. I and I that. and I send my friends and I don't tell anyone. Yep. I reimburse them later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. It it's is the only control. way mm-hmm. to keep that the way Especially that it should such be. a big restaurant. Yeah, and so many people. Yeah. You know? Um, it's just it's it's my job, basically. It is what I do and I have to prom I have to make sure that the quality what I promise the people going in there, my fans, is what gets delivered. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, with a restaurant, you're never there all the time, so things happen um, that you can't control. But for the most part, yeah. And I, I feel like those surprise visits, it keeps them on their toes. Oh, yeah. yeah, they need to know. And they that's know they're happen. coming. Oh yeah, yeah. I just know it just from the look on people their faces when I walk through the door, and they're like, like back. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> I go straight for the uh, walk-ins to see what they've yeah. got in there. Like, it's like when the yeah. health inspector comes, they're like ingredient swapping yeah. is something that happens a lot. Like mm-hmm. Jada likes expensive ingredients, and, and you know the folks do not because it right. you know food costs. Right. So anyway, it is what it is. And what about what about the book? What's your favorite recipe? Oh God! What it's should like what should people? Pick, it's like telling me to pick my favorite baby. She did bean Maybe dip on chin. Ellen. I did bean dip. Oh, well, yeah, because Ellen's a vegan, so I have to like only <laughs> like, do things do? that have nothing in them. Um, What's it what like about to- the favorite dessert since it looks like you've got some good ones? Mm, yeah, The brownies. Because the semi-fredo looks pretty the good. The affogato is pretty great, too. It's a Chianti affogato, so if you like red wine. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, the Colbert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Colbert, um, did you see that? <laughs> yes. He got himself Chianti he's three bleeding ways. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Do you get yeah. nervous when you go on those shows because it's a little different than doing yes, tape and it, TV? Yes, and I especially get nervous when it's a comedian because mm. you don't know what they're going to say. Right. Ellen, you I mean, she threw pizza dough in my face. I couldn't possibly <laughs> have known that was coming. Yeah. Um, and it's just the shock. And hopefully I don't say like I don't curse or say, you know, whatever comes to mind when someone throws something like pizza dough at your face and mm-hmm. you're not ready for it. Um, so, yeah, I get a little nervous because I don't know what to expect. So that makes me a little nervous. Right. Um, but I think over the years I've just learned it's not about the food or the recipes. Just laugh and have a good time. Right. Just like you be are chill. the butt of their joke. Yeah. Get over it or don't do the show. Right. Just smile and move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've said 
you you have a desire to be a full personality. And and I remember I heard once you were saying someone was saying people love you and cook your food, therefore you're not just a TV personality. But you were like, no, 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 I'm still a food personality. But do you think with the restaurants and with expanding the restaurants, like, are you doing things that you want to do now? Are you growing in a way you want to grow? Yeah, I think that for me, I've always thought, oh, why can't a food person break out of just doing food? Mm -hmm. Why can't we do what, I don't know, what dancers, what musicians do, Mm -hmm. what uh, actors do? You know, look at like Gwyneth Paltrow. She writes cookbooks. Like, why can't we do something that's outside of our, our lane a little bit? You know, not totally off mm-hmm. be, off the beaten path, but a little bit outside our lane. And I think that's what growing a business and making it, you know, something that is more than just you, you have to do. Um, and so, you know, in the past, I've done sort of uh, I've done deals with like Clairol and done hair. So I feel like it's a slow process because they it's still hard. But a lot of it has to do with the international sort of. Mm. Uh, the international power. So someone like Gwyneth Paltrow can do all these things because she's known internationally, mm. right? So they, there's more uh, legitimate, uh, the feeling of you go beyond just the borders of the U.S. So I think that's why I have to grow my business outside the U.S. so that I can become more of a global brand rather than just an American. And it's not that this isn't enough. Right. Of course, it's great. I mean, this is exactly what my you grandfather came to this country yeah, yeah. to do. Yeah. So I'm doing it. Now I would I would just like to keep growing if I'm going to continue to work this hard. Right. Because I'm almost like to... 50. So I would like to, you know, know that there's something for my daughter mm-hmm. beyond, you know. Is the international expansion, is that something that, that you are in talk, talks with the Food Network, like, hey, guys, we need to grow internationally? The, or is well, that the on Discovery, right. David mm-hmm. Zaslav, who now runs all of that, mm-hmm. he knows. He knows internet. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he's been doing at sure. Discovery forever. It's just that Scripps was a different type of business. It was a newspaper business right. originally. So the mind frame is different, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that he will take it all to another level. I, I truly believe it. Whether it happens with me or someone else and whether it takes five years or less, that I don't know. But I think it will happen. If It may not be me. But it will happen. But yes. what, is, what does going beyond food mean for you? Do you want to get into the lifestyle space yes. and yeah. things like that? Beauty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you be in a movie? I've been no. in a movie I mean, when I was younger. Of course, right. Uh, if it makes sense, yeah, why not? You and Gwyneth, maybe? Not me and Gwyneth. <laughs> She's like an Academy Award winning actress. I don't want to so, do that to myself. Whatever. Oh, you have her on <laughs> your like show. Little... She'll have you in a movie. Okay. I think it's a fair trade. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know, but I think that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. I think that you can put anything out there, you see what it what where it takes you, and that's what's fun about this life. It's the adventure. There's gonna be ups, there's gonna be downs. Hopefully there's more ups than downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but life is fun. It's it's a fun journey. As long as you feel healthy and you you know, you can get up every day and you feel good. Mm-hmm. There's as long a as lot the to do. The book tour doesn't kill you. Yeah, if the book tour doesn't <laughs> kill me, no. It won't kill me, but definitely has made me look a little older and a little more tired. Well, <laughs> well you look great today. And thank, thank you for getting up today and, and coming here. Well, uh, Dan, we, yeah. it is my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> that's right. we'll, see, we'll see you next uh, something. We'll see you next something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody, check out Jada's Italy. And if you are in Vegas, yeah. check out the two restaurants. Yep. And if you happen to be in Baltimore, come say hello. Come to say either hello. myself. Yeah, what's up, Baltimore? Yeah. yeah what's you're, getting G, you're getting a GDL before hey, New by York. The way, know, by right? the way, there's, in Baltimore, it's the three Gs. Yeah. Jada, Guy, and Gordon Ramsay. Oh. Head to Baltimore. So, but any your, of the three your picture Gs. Is, your picture is going right in the middle of the oh, table. It is. Right? It, it is in the middle. Than I was like, where is, that, where is that Baltimore food <laughs> plaque hall? 
<laughs> I hope your amazing lawyer works that into the contract. Yo, like Giada's trust face me. must be. He has. Yeah. <laughs> he has. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for it. Thanks, it. you guys. I Thank appreciate you. it. This was super fun. Awesome. I appreciate okay. it. Do you know I was a mystery shopper for a little while? It's a side gig, side hustle. I didn't know that. Is that true? Mm-hmm. What did you do? I would go to restaurants or like quasi-corporate restaurants here in New York. What is a quasi-corporate restaurant? Like restaurants that you wouldn't recognize, but it's owned by some major group. And you would go, eat for free, and then you would fill out a survey afterwards. It would take like two hours. How old are you? 22. I actually know some people. I know an older lady that does this. Yeah, yeah. It's goes a, to Red Lobster all the time. Yeah, if you want to eat for free. How much do you get paid to do it? I don't even think I got paid. I you think just it, got the meal I think for you free? just got the meal. Maybe they would give you like 100 what bucks. What kind of questions? Anything weird on the survey? No, it was. it's places where there's a regimented way of being a waiter there and being a hostess. So like, did they greet you within this amount of time? Did they say their name to you? And then all the food things like, was the food hot? Was it, you know, was the drink mm-hmm. cold? Uh, you have to go do a check of the bathroom. Was there anything on the floor? Like blah, blah, blah. Some early criticism. Yeah, except there's no art to it. It's just very robotic really? and like not fun. And what you, you did you hate doing it? Mystery shopping. I didn't like I lasted like five months. Yeah. Because the restaurants weren't good enough and it teaches you the value of your time. Like, oh, the two hours I spent on this does not equal the cost of that meal at right. this like okay restaurant. Did you feel like a like a petty person? Uh, going and like you feel kind of mean yeah I'm like oh she didn't introduce herself (laughs) (laughs) she didn't introduce herself did you ever let people off the hook if they were nice no the questions are very regimented I know but all right let's say you loved your Uh, waiter and she didn't introduce herself but that will be a question too like were they really nice like Uh, did you like like all these other things but then there's things that like did they say their goddamn name within mm-hmm. two minutes of you being there? Little did you know you'd catch a three-minute segment about mystery shopping mm-hmm. at the end of a job interview. Just a nice little nugget. This is really going to hurt our retention numbers. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, good. thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a sports show. Yeah. Not straight sports. Sports, 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 no. sports ball. <laughs> The Interrupt Cell is recorded in the Vox Media Podcast Studios in New York, New York. Our engineer is Miles Ewell. Booking is done by Carrie Clements. Our executive producer is Maureen Giannone. And the show is hosted by Daniel Janine, me, Amanda Clute. Hey. And we will see you next week with a food in sports show. <laughs>